Welcome to KISS FAQ Song Stories. In this series, we'll focus on the histories of some of KISS's best and least known songs, and occasionally those related to the band. In this episode, Life in the Woods, originally performed by KISS during 1973. Life in the Woods was one of the very earliest KISS songs, and at the time of the band's debut show at the Coventry on January the 30th, 1973, appeared in their first live set, sandwiched between Keep Me Waiting and Baby Let Me Go. Initially, it was known by the alternative title, Want You Beside Me, lyrics for which formed part of the chorus. Written by Paul Stanley, he told Ken Sharp for Goldmine magazine in 1996 that the song was more like a riff and the lyrics just came afterwards. The lyrics were just kind of spat out, so we had something to sing. The lyrics were very bizarre. There was a band called the Buddy Miles Express, who were awesome, just a phenomenal band. They had a song called Them Changes, which was a very, very cool song. I guess Life in the Woods was influenced by that. Gene also thought that the song was very bizarre, with it reminding him of a song by the group Detroit with Mitch Ryder. However, he really liked the song's riff. Like many other early Kiss songs, its inspiration came from two other artists' compositions amalgamated in a somewhat bizarre manner. The riff was lifted from a John Fred and his Playboy bands, Three Deep in a Feeling, which had been released as a single in August 1969. Life in the Woods indirectly to John Lennon's Ballad of John and Yoko. John Fred was better known for the number one hit Judy in Disguise with Glasses and was well known locally. Also thrown into the ice and mixer was part of the verse riff from Buddy Miles' Dreams. Club era, Life in the Woods quickly became an audience participation song, with Gene jumping off the stage to forcibly have audience members clap along with it. 
Guess what song? Life in the woods. Everybody know what to do? Come on, mothers, let's go. Where's everybody? Let's get up and start dancing. We're not coming back here for a while. Let's get it out of our systems tonight. Towards the end of their time at the Daisy, conga lines would form during the jam, with Gene hopping off the stage to participate and the audience screaming back the words to the band. The conga line would go from the bar, ending up on the stage. It was a literal rock and roll party that could be heard out on the streets. Woo! Life in the woods would be easier. Make a house of flowers and trees. Keeping in tune with the city. Drifting along with the breeze, yeah. Woods would be easy. Like that. 
the spat-out lyrics as more of a vamp, a space filler to kill time during the set and stretch out the performance with minimal effort. Gene, somewhat unkindly, described the song as a bomb, but it can't be denied that it stands out from the rest of the material the band were performing. Cutting their teeth in the confines of the Daisy on Long Island, KISS first performed four sets a night like many other bands did at the venue, so they did need additional material to perform during the evenings. As the year progressed, so too did the band's catalogue of originals. By the end of their time at the Daisy, they were only performing two sets nightly. With the instrumental acrobat appearing and serving a similar function, Life in the Woods fell out of favour, not only due to its quality, but being totally superfluous as the band's gigs became more focused. Ultimately, the song was more like a metaphor for the Daisy's watered-down 35-cent beer. It is hard to consider it more than a throwaway, but a fun one at that. Two known recordings of Life in the Woods circulate, one recorded by Eddie Solon at the Daisy in June 1973, and a second, which also includes part of a false start from a second attempt from a purported loft rehearsal. Gene has suggested that the band never recorded the song properly, there is the possibility that it was at least roughly recorded along with the rest of the band's repertoire prior to the first album sessions. Paul in the Kiss box set liner notes lends support to this theory, quoting, Before we actually recorded the first album, we set up at Bell Sound Studios. We recorded our live repertoire of songs, doing so, so that the producers would have a sense of what was available and how it might hold together in album form which songs to keep, and which songs to discard. In hindsight, it's doubtful it took too much thought to discard this song, but whether a Bell Sound Studio version survives, or was even recorded, is a completely different matter. Amusingly, during the 1995 rehearsals for the Unplugged performance, while working on Beth, Ace instigated a brief revisiting of the song while messing around getting re-familiarized with one another. It led to several minutes of hilarity, where Gene and Paul immediately picked up on it musically, as if more than 20 years hadn't passed. Even more surprisingly, Ace remembered a surprising amount of its lyrics. 
Peter laughed uproariously about the song, remembering both it and the ludicrous kiss in time. But for the most part, Peter's description in Goldmine from that 1996 article with Ken Sharp is most apt. He simply said, It was ridiculous. It was out there. Thank you.